The Money Show. Other people's money. Well, today's tributes to Jeremy Mansfield have been absolutely wonderful. He touched millions of lives. I mean, just the huge impact of the man over a long broadcast career is immeasurable. But especially on our sister station, 947, he was absolutely spectacular. And to me, he was a superhero. As a First, as a kid around two, three years old, we used to go on family holidays once a year to the Fish River Mouth, where the Mansfields had a, a little shack on the beach. It was all oil lamps and long drops and... They had their own place. We would rent, so we'd go to a different one every year. But the Mansfields had their own place, and it's still there. I checked on it fairly recently. But every year, we would turn off what is now the N2, about halfway between East London and Port Elizabeth. And my first task as a kid of under five years old was to go on the hunt for a very, very tolerant gemmery. Always looking for gemmery. It was the prime reason to go um, to Fish River. And when I ended up at school in Grahamstown, he was in matric at a rival school and he was developing his acting skills. He was a drum major of his school band. And he was quite, he cut a fine figure in a uniform. Cut a fine figure. Despite his excesses later in life, he was a, a handsome young man. He was at Rhodes University, and as a schoolboy, I'd go and watch him act, and he won awards for his acting, and he was a movie. He was brilliant, really, really, really gifted on the stage, but he was never going to make a lot of money as an actor, certainly not in South Africa. And then when I turned up as a junior reporter at 702 in 1993, there he was on the sports desk. It was a side hustle. Oh, my goodness me, full of nonsense, but loved sport and was brilliant at delivering sport. And the management at the time saw his talent and they put him on the radio with the, his co-lunatic and Jenny Cruz Williams. And they were hooligans. They were wild. They were fail. And they had the best time. It was so much fun. Um, and they did great things together at Prime Media Broadcasting. And then suddenly Prime Media became Prime Media. 702, uh, we sort of corporatizing. And it bought Radio Highfelt, now 947. And very quietly, suddenly one day, Jeremy Mansfield was going to be the host of the breakfast show on Highfelt Stereo, 947. Um, and it, it bruised lots of feelings internally. It was seen as something of a turncoat for abandoning the talk format, for, which was a little bit less sexy in those days. Now it's much more sexy. But then it was a lot less sexy than the music format. But he took it and he went, he put the bit between his teeth and he ran with that, uh, uh, with that show on the, the breakfast show on 947 like a, a marathon runner. Uh, it was a huge success. And he and his team, and he built a great team around him that remained incredibly devoted and loyal to him on that show for more than a decade. And he stepped back after getting sick. He needed to calm life down a bit. And on the 8th of April, 2019, he came onto The Money Show to chat about what we then called Make Money Monday's personal edition. A bit long. A bit long it was. So we turned that into other people's money. That was the day we got an insight into the mind of name dropper par excellence, Jeremy Mansfield. Could have also been Nathaniel, <laughs> and I could have been sitting here talking to you like this. You know what I mean, Bruce. Um, and that's why just... you won a Vita Award for being a fabulous actor when you were very young. I was, yeah, that was when I was very, very young, <laughs> and that's a long time ago. <laughs> We're here to talk. Nice to be on your show. How are you, my boy? It's lovely to have you here. I've known Jeremy Mansfield, well, all of my life. Um, yeah. uh, uh, between us, that's about I uh, saved 300 kilograms. You from, I saved you from a bull. 
You remember, I don't see, I wouldn't know this, um, but you do see, tell the story. I, do tell the story. I, we, we, we were at your family farm in Fulionskrin, because people don't maybe know this, but we are distantly related. <laughs> very, di- very, was, very, just for the record, very distantly. Yeah, okay, you, you take the very distant. I, I just accept the, I accept the accolades <laughs> from people who are around me. But we went up to, um, from, from the farmhouse, we went up to the, the, the bullpen and this one bull got vus. And it, you were on a tricycle. Okay. Picture Bruce Whitfield on a tricycle. And I suddenly realized that he had a red piece of tape around the front. And I suddenly thought to myself, Oh my goodness, this thing is going to come because I just thought red bull. It's going to happen, and this thing is going to charge. And I still remember. You saved my life, and I'm. I'm I saved your. I saved your life. You would not be an award-winning <laughs> you know, journalist we had, we had in this ta- country if it wasn't for me. We, we, we had very yes. we had very tame bulls. It would never have happened. They were very calm, very docile. Um, now, Jeremy, you you grew up yes. in Makanda when it was still called Grahamstown, yeah. um, a, a very long time ago. I mean, that, 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 this is your, the basis of your existence, and you used to go uh, on holidays, very posh family holidays, to places where there was no running water, no toilets, uh, no electricity. Um, does the family still own the, the, the little, I think it's probably made out of asbestos, um, shack on the beach? No. No. Okay. We, we unfortunately uh, sold that off. Because it's still there. Um, I saw it the other day. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we, the the family is still down in the Eastern Cape. We I saw your the, mother at my father's birthday. Yes, you see. Yeah, yeah all of these things. these things. We know these things. things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about gerbil. Yeah. Yes. It's like gerbil racing. You guys, <laughs> you, everything comes out in the in the wash in the Eastern Cape. Okay? It does. But but the Eastern yeah. Cape is very much in you, and you very much were in the Eastern yeah. Cape. Yeah, always, and uh, and 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 I'm very proud to be part of that. You know, we we were part of the original people who were thrown out of the UK, who were sent to the Eastern Cape. Um, we were we were the white trash who were sent to the Eastern Cape to become this this borderline between the invading uh, masses coming down from uh, the. The Zulu Wars, um, and and we we were going to be the people who were the defence mechanism between the English, a little bit of the English Empire, in in the Eastern Cape, and what what was coming down through is became Siskiyou Transkei up to the Fish River, um, and that's why I am. Uh, a very proud Kosa. Yeah, you are. And, uh, and you, would get, yeah, you get away with it, absolutely. Um, growing, growing up, I mean, there wasn't that much Mansfield money around. Mum and Dad ran, a, uh, there was a business in Grahamstown, and in the town, time when Grahamstown was full of family-owned enterprises. Dad, Dad started in the bank. Um, my father was, uh, he actually started uh, with Standard Bank um, and was the... Before he came back to take over the the, the family company, oh, Re- Reed and Mansfield in Grahamstown, right. um, he he was the um, he was the bank manager of Livingston in uh, what was then Northern Rhodesia, 
and then came down, became, uh, and took over Reed and Mansfield, which was a family enterprise, um, and did very well out of that. It was a it was a general dealership, um, but sort of majored itself in in coffee blending. Um, and he did uh, a fair amount of good out of that, and sold it off and retired at the the age the, the old age of forty five. What? And then yeah, and then was grabbed hold of by um, and th- this is still a bone of contention in our family <clears throat> because um, our, our our entire family went to a little school by the name of Kingswood College in Grahamstown. And uh, there was another little school in Grahamstown by the name of St. Andrew's College. Right. And uh, they were in huge financial trouble. And they grabbed hold of my dad and said, can you help us out? And my dad went across to St. Andrew's College and I think worked there for about 12 years, sorting out um, their finances and getting a trust together. Um, And I'm very proud to say that when my father left St. Andrews College um, after about 12 years, he left them in a very, very healthy financial situation. Um, And uh, they've, they've continued to be very healthy. Uh, and that that is, that is courtesy of Peter Mansfield and yeah. Old Kingswoodian. Um, uh, well, you know that the Kingswood the Kingswood College had to produce some stars, I suppose, at at some point. Um, Whoa! Uh, uh, did you shots fired? Did you? Did you? Did you? Did you ever think about money? I mean, money was was uh, you know, most middle class families. Money is the discussion around the table. Dad's running a family business. Dad steps back. Dad goes to work for the opposition school. Um, Dad is involved in finance. The, is, was personal finance ever a discussion around the table? No, not really. Um, you know, we were in a position. We we were never. It was we we were always very comfortable. Put it that way. Um, but my father instilled in all of us a sense of needing to save. Um, he he was a director of the Grahamstown Building Society, and uh, he opened accounts for us. And we went in and we put our money on the table, and we saved money. That's how, because you know, I I think the first time I I actually got a, a credit card was probably when I was about nearly thirty years old. Because nobody I, would I, give you one, or you didn't want one. No, I didn't want one. I, 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 I was not used to the concept of buying on credit. You, if you wanted something, you saved up for it, and then you bought it. Mm. Um, I was very fortunate. I, I, was, I, I was educated by my parents through school and through university, and uh, so I had that, that grounding. But I was given nothing else other than that. And then... You know, after that, you you go off and you work your way through life. Um, and I, 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 I never, 
I, I've been really, really... <laughs> and Until I got to the stage in my life, which was when I was a lot older, when I understood the uh, aspects of gearing and gearing capital, where you're suddenly moving offshore and you are buying into property and, and, and all the rest of it, um, up until that stage, I, I, I never ever worked on, on credit. I, I, I paid my way. Jeremy Mansfield is our guest this evening. Radio host Jeremy Mansfield has done many, many things in his career, long and varied career in lots of aspects of media. Talking to him tonight about money and personal finance. I want to talk to him about that. Uh, he went through, um, he started his career at Capital Radio. He could have become an actor, but then he ended up at 702 as a sports reporter initially. Then one day, uh, a, a music station was bought. It was called Radio Wichfeld. Um And he, he got the breakfast show. And then the rest of that is, is history. Many of you will remember him from that breakfast show, of course. Um, and today, Jeremy is still on the radio. I'm not going to tell you where. He won't tell you where because he's a gentleman like that. Um, and is, are you still enjoying it? I'm loving it. The difference is that the company, and I'm, I will accept what you're saying the company that i work for is a non-profit organization and um so when i wake up in the morning i don't wake up knowing that i'm going to work for a board and uh, a bunch of shareholders who want to return on the investment so you can um, just play i i wake <laughs> i wake up and i know that we are going to make a difference because every single cent that we make in profit goes straight to charity. And oh. that's, hey. that's, that's exactly where, that's where my heart comes from. The Money Show. Other people's money. Casey, Mr. Dahlia, today we lost Jeremy Mansfield first thing this morning. He's been sick for a long time. He died early hours of this morning. This is a tribute to Jeremy Mansfield who joined us in 2019 as we spoke about other people's money. Here's part two. <sighs> Oof, Bruce, it's difficult. I mean, my first salary check was at Capital Radio. Yeah, but I'm talking about proper money. I mean, this is the, the, the DJ, rock star DJ money. There's no rock star DJ money. Believe <laughs> <laughs> you. You know, you're in this industry. Yes, but I, was never a rock, but I was never a rock star DJ. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Um, yesterday. You were reputed to have a pretty good contract when you were in 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 in, the, the, in those days of nine four seven and the turnaround and you, the growth. No, and you know what happened with me was that that Prime Media bought Highfelt from the SABC for three hundred and twenty million rand in nineteen ninety seven. And you and, lent William Kirsch the money. No, and I, <laughs> I I was touted in the media as Prime Media's three hundred and twenty million rand. DJ and everyone thought that's what I was earning. Uh, I wish. I mean, I was working at that stage. I was working for the Kirshers. There was no chance you were going <laughs> to. <laughs> but but, it did, but it, it did get you on a good footing, though. Yes, it did. Um, and I was very careful with what I did because I, I've I've never worked for a corporate in my life. I've I've always been freelance. So I have to, and, and I had to, and, and still have to, look after my pension fund. So I, 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 I manage that fairly well. Are you good um, at it? Well, I, I've, I've, been, 
I've invested in, in a fair amount of things, mainly in property. Um, I've worked on a, on, on a 60-40 principle where you put 40% in and you then gear 60%. Right. Um, and I've done that with all of my property investments, and I've got property investments in Canada, in the UK, in I'm busy doing one at the moment in, in Berlin, um, and I've got property investments in South Africa as well, and I've, I've geared them properly. Um, and some of them you have to look at as lifestyle investments, and some of them as in as, as pure investments. So, for example, my primary residence in, in Johannesburg is my primary residence. So that, that is... Not an investment, some, yeah. It's, it, it's paid off. Um, I, I have a, a, a residence in, in Camps Bay down in Cape Town, which is... It's, it's not a house, it's a residence. Now, yes. quickly, Jeremy, you know, you know the clock is against us. You, I mean, you, you've invested in a pub. There was Mansfield. You've told us that story before about yes. the risks of doing that sort of thing. It's not all been smooth sailing. I mean, you've, you've taken some risks that haven't paid off. No, that one did. Did it? Because, yes, yeah. How? Because, uh, what happened was I secured a, a prop, property rights to uh, areas that uh, the uh, keg group wanted, and they came came to me and said, "Well, um, we want those." And I said, "Right, fine. Buy the buy, buy the group." And I sold the group to them. Oh, well, I thought that worked yeah. out well. Yes, yeah. No, uh, I've you know what? I actually haven't had many. No, I I actually haven't had any investments other than my first marriage <laughs> no, no. Where, where i lost money no no but, but, but that's 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 normal um but no i've i've been i've been i've been good with my cash um have, have you got i mean we know you've got lots of bad habits but uh, do you have any bad money habits well if, if you want to say that if you if you spend money on travel that's not bad. That's a bad habit. Then, yeah, I've, I, I spend, I spend a lot of money on travel because the, I, I, I live to earn money to go and travel and experience things and go to places that I want to go to. I wouldn't That's see that as a waste. Part of the, no, yeah. So, I, wouldn't see, I wouldn't see that as a waste. Do you go in the pointy bit of the aeroplane? Oh, absolutely. You can't turn right on a plane. I, was told <laughs> I, did, I didn't know that when, you could turn left. You, but you can only turn left on a plane. As that, you walk in rule? the door, you only ever turn left. I was told that by the uh, old mate, my Don Hunter, who, who was the um, uh, area manager for Cathay Pacific. And he said, you, you cannot ever turn right on a plane. Only ever turn left. And I do agree with that. Okay, so th I mean, that is also something that informs your work ethic, though. I mean, it informs your desire to ensure that you can always do that, that you don't have to go right on the aeroplane or not get mm. on the aeroplane at all. No, no. What's it's... the best thing you've ever done with money, taken one single investment? Um, the properties that I bought in one. Vancouver. One. One. Okay. Property I bought, um, uh, and I'll tell you a quick, have I got time to tell you a One, quick story about you have, it? You have 90 seconds. Right. Bought a property in Vancouver, in, um, and the last day I was on air on Highfelt, 
uh, Brian Adams was in the studio. It was the day after the World Cup final in 2010, and he was sitting opposite me, and I'd finished my show, and we were talking about Vancouver, and he said, how do you know so much about Vancouver? And I said, well, I've got an apartment in Granville Street, and he said, we're in Granville Street, and I said to him, uh, where? Station, and he said, you're kidding me. He said, which one have you got? I said, 2701. He said, you're kidding, I'm (laughs) 2804. <laughs> Brian Adams is my neighbor. and Everything he does, he does it for yeah, you. Just for you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you know you've got a good investment. Oh, Jeremy Mansfield. Name dropper par excellence. What a guy. Jeremy Mansfield, who has died at the age of 59. He's been battling... Cancer for more than a decade, different illnesses and ailments. And, yeah, it's so, so sad. It really is. And he's touched so many millions of lives and has had such a huge impact. And he celebrated the fact that for 11 months of the year, a lot of people despised him. A lot of people hated him. But his show was called The Rude Awakening, for goodness sake. And it was that rude awakening that people tuned in for because they loved to be shocked. And out of that emerged Wackhead Simpson. Out of that emerged Wackett, and Wackett has gone to carve an, a, a successful career on his own. And he posted a beautiful tribute to Jeremy today as well. And he said, you know what, I'm just not, I'm not going to make it. And Jeremy said, you'll be fine. Just do it. Just go off and do it. And he was always very kind and very generous and very supportive. And that was something coming, coming from a, a, a guy like Jeremy who was just such an enormous force of nature. And just re-listening to that. Was deeply moving this evening, so I hope you enjoyed it. I've had a number of messages come through on my phone while that was playing this evening, and you've enjoyed it, and I'm glad that you've enjoyed it.